Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Bove with another episode of The Yacking Show. This is the show that brings you actionable tips and ideas for you to improve your business and your life. And we do that by bringing you interesting guests. Today is no exception. But let's introduce co-host Kathleen first. Hi, Kathleen. How are you today? I'm doing great, Peter. The sun is shining and I'm loving it. And thank you also very much for tuning into our show. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us. We have the great pl- pleasure of welcoming Valerie, Valerie Trapunsky to the show. Hello, Valerie. How are you? Hi, very good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, Valerie is the founder and CEO of Chatterbox. This is a company that provides outsourced assistance in practically all aspects of business. So let's jump right in, Valerie. Can you please tell us how much time does the average entrepreneur spend on routine administrative tasks that could easily be outsourced to save them time? Oh, it's a great question. You're like diving in like straight to the meat of it, right? (laughs) Um, There is a statistic that says that entrepreneurs spend anywhere from 30 to 60% of their work week bogged down with administrative tasks. So this is nearly 24 hours a week for some, Mm. for others, it's more. And if we look at the year, that's 1,200 hours, potentially more that we are spending in our business on administrative tasks. The administrative items are born the moment that we give birth to our business idea, right? So there's like no way to hide from it. It happens. And so either we are the assistant or we get an assistant to support with them. Wow, that that's huge. And I can believe it. When I look at how much time I spend and, and we've been streamlining a lot, <clears throat> I've got to ask you, first of all, where did you get the name Chatterbox from? I really, I love that name. It's It's intriguing. How did you yeah. come up with that? Yeah, I I thank you for asking me, you know, in the seven years, very few people ask about the origin of like a weird name and Chatterboss is kind of a weird name, right? So it's interesting, when I was starting out, I started my career as a personal assistant and a chief of staff. And Mm -hmm. to be honest, I, I at that moment didn't know what is my zone of genius. And we can actually talk about zone of genius. I'm sure it comes up a lot. I didn't know what was my zone of genius. So I thought that I will create a technology software like Chatterboss that would be like a project management platform. And then oh, okay. I started I started to test the platform on assistance because that's what I knew what to do. Well, then I realized I don't know how to do technology, but I know the assistant world. Like I can live and breathe the assistant mm-hmm, function. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we are still very technology heavy, but we are mainly human centric. And so it was also an evolution. Right. Oh, that's interesting. And uh, I just have a curious mind. And uh, that's why I had to ask you about the name <laughs> of that. I think it's great. Yeah, it no is one, great. Chatterboss. I'm, I'm certainly not going to forget that name for sure. So, <laughs> So Valerie, you know, if somebody that suddenly wakes up, an entrepreneur or small business owner, and he suddenly realizes he or she is spending, as you said, 30 to 60% of their time, and they think we better outsource, and they, they come to you, what's the first task, set of tasks that they should be looking at to outsource? So when entrepreneurs come and they get started with an assistant, uh, part of our model, which makes us unique, is that we also provide delegation coaching, and we really ask you all of the questions in order to set you up for success. And so this question, Peter, is a really good one, because 
there is a certain system for de delegating your first one or two projects. So I am of the opinion that your one or first two projects, they have to be clear and measurable. They have to be something that have a clear start and end date. And mm -hmm. the end date is soon. It's something that you can quickly get done so that our brain releases dopamine and we feel like, yes, you know, this is good. Or mm -hmm. we get information based on this uh, lower priority task. Let's say, oh, something went wrong. Let me figure it out. Was it my yeah. communication? Was it their understanding? Was it something else entirely? And we uh, we guide and coach entrepreneurs on that so that they're very clear and they can trust the their choice. But your first few projects, even if you might have a lot on your plate and it feels very urgent, I um, I really urge you to start slow with something that you know can be done in a few days or in a week. Right, 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 right. So, for instance, if I came to you and said I need someone to reorganize, reorganize my whole database of all the the guests we've had on the show and all the emails, and it's it's just a mess, and I need someone to do that, and I need it done in a week, that's yeah. the sort of project you can start off with, right? Well, I would actually say that's kind of complex, right? So I would, it's not complex to delegate. It's this is right. a this is the right thing to delegate to an assistant. But mm -hmm. for a first one, like if you're saying it's a mess, right? Okay, then what's the, pro you know, so there is like within that project is like 10 small projects. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what I mean. You want to start with, okay. like, I'll give you an example. My first task, which was like really, it was important to me, but it was very easy. When I started with my new assistant is look at my calendar when I am traveling let people know because I have on my, when I travel, I forget to tell people that I'm gone and then they right. show up for a meeting and I'm not there. I'm like, can you do that? Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. easy for me to say, right. She'll ask me questions. Are there certain meetings you want to move? Right. So there's okay for that back and forth. And it's easy for me to check. I can take a look. It's in the next three months. So, and we could have a back and forth and just start the foundation of our relationship. Then you can move on to those more okay. complex projects. Okay. No, that's good. Good explanation. Excellent. Thank you. So just to be clear, then Valerie, your, the novel approach that you provide is, is you, you sort of break down the project into tasks and help coach the um, employer about that is that is that did I get that right yeah so what we do well we just guide entrepreneurs in general on their delegation we have a ton of tools we've created a delegation self-assessment okay. we have a communication scorecard so we pull out we're like Mary Poppins you know you're like you're having a problem or you don't know what to do here's my bag of tricks <laughs> of things that we can uh, do to support you um, so when you're looking at your first few, yes, absolutely. You want to break down larger projects, but it depends on the level of the assistant. Our assistants, they are expert assistants. You don't have to break down the projects for them. So you can absolutely give them these high level complex projects. I only mean at the onset, when you're starting mm -hmm. the relationship, give something small so that you can test your communication and their comprehension and that you are together going to be the right fit. I like to say that it's like if you give too many things or if you give something too complex, it's like you're cooking five different meals on five different stoves. Mm -hmm. And if if one of them or two of them don't end up tasting good, 
like what went wrong which was the ingredient you can't untangle it at that point sure so so mm, okay each company has different types of softwares they use the, it, i mean every company is really managed differently so with your the people that you outsource to does the employer have to come in to train them on those specific softwares like how does that work yeah, it's a great question. So one, we always want to meet the entrepreneur where they are at. So we have over 200 contract assistants within our network. And so what we do is we learn what is their character, what's their personality, what's their skill set, what software do they know? And we mm -hmm. ask you, what software do you need? And then we try to do the best pairing. Now, with that said, sometimes you may have a software that's very unique, sometimes very industry-specific um, things, you know, lawyers use something uh, specific, people in the construction field, sometimes they use a very specific CRM. In those cases, we would say, look, maybe we don't have an assistant with that software, but they have something adjacent. And so they can probably figure it out. Mm -hmm. But yes, there is a little bit of that training curve if you're using something that's um, that's less standard, right? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some, something that worries me, um, purely out of interest though with a business like yours where you you're dealing with clients on one side and outsourcing assistance on the other how do you stop your your customers or your clients poaching your best talent of assistance and i presumably you have contracts and all that but we we've heard stories of how sometimes people get burned by their clients poaching their assistance or their service providers are you well protected against that so on, it's a it's a really good question. Also, a question that no one asked me on a podcast before. So I love to have the opportunity to answer it because it's something that I I thought about in the beginning. I still think a, a, mm -hmm. a lot about right um, because you see people leaving off platform in all these different organizations, um, and so that's very common. So when I started Chatterboss, I wanted to see what kind of a model can I create to prevent that. Mm -hmm. um, well, one, yes, of course, we have the contracts, right? Assistant sign a contract, client sign a contract. But I always like to say to clients when they're worried about things like this, a contract is a contract and people will, at the end of the day, if they want to do something malicious or bad, right, they will. And yep. then my belief is one, the entrepreneurial world is so small, what I found. So I found very few people do that. Has it happened? Yes. And you know what? We found out and it's embarrassing, right? Like we know mm -hmm. each other, we know each other's contacts, like, and it's so it ends up being that way, because we support each other. So one, it's just like that, I think it's the level of the, of the integrity of the entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in our community uh, is the level of integrity of our assistants. And then we always really push ourselves to provide value on both sides, right? right. So for for entrepreneurs, you don't just get one assistant, you get multiple assistants, right? So there is a benefit to stay within Chatterboss because you constantly are adding and removing team members. Sure. And, and we do the delegation coaching for the assistants as well. There's the protection, there's backup, there's support, there's assistant success. I appreciate this question because really, like we're obsessed with making sure that we provide value on both sides all the time. Mm -hmm. No, good answer. Uh, and a good good way to look at it. Thank you for that, Valerie. Yeah. Kathleen, back to you. So so Valerie, you were previously an assistant to A-list celebrities and CEOs. How did you make the transition into starting your own business? And then is there anything along the journey in building your business you would have done differently? Yeah, I mean, 
right? Like hindsight is always 2020, of course. Um, sure. <laughs> but the truth is, I would say no, right? And, you know, in terms of like doing something different, I wouldn't because I am where I am. And so it's, it's a beautiful place um, to be. It's such a nice culture we've built. It's such a nice group of entrepreneurs and assistants. It's really my dream, um, you know, to be living uh, and, 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 and being inside of this company. But um, my journey was that, yes, I was an assistant. I was an assistant for a while. I felt like I reached that, like, top echelon of the industry but also and this really informed it informed the way that I lead and it informed the business that I created I also felt a lot of the time that I was a big fraud uh, working as an assistant because and now you know I have language for it we look at personality we look at character and you know um, I have characteristics that make it very hard for me to be organized. It makes it very hard for me to follow details. I am more of a creative person. I'm more of a flexible person. So as an assistant, I was amazing. The best there ever was at situations that required like on the spot, something to happen without planning. Like if my boss said, I want to land this plane in this country where we have nothing, like I am the woman for the job, right? Like I thrive in chaos. But if you tell me to plan something over a period of six months, for me, I would get so bored, right? And I struggled <laughs> because a lot of that role required that. Um, and so I actually started Chatterboss out of a need to be able to get support with, you know, I, I I wanted to leverage what I learned, but I no longer wanted to be in a position where like I'm doing things that are just very hard for me. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I I share some of the same characteristics. I think I'm terminally <laughs> unemployable at any any yeah, conventional type of job. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> somebody approaches you, um, and and are thinking about using your services. What's a big and they've never used an assistant before, either virtual or or in real life. What's the biggest challenge you have to overcome to get them to see the benefit and and sign up and start using your services? I think that for us, we work really well for people that are already primed for the support. So either they've had okay. some failure, you know, um, or they really see the benefit of getting that support, right? Um, I find it, you know, when people still haven't come to that decision that they're going to give up doing these things, it's like you can't make someone quit smoking. You can't right. make someone lose weight. But once they've come to you to solve the problem, yes, we're the right, you know, people okay. to solve it. And we'll tell you all of the tools. But that's why I also spend a lot of time outside of, you know, the sales aspect. I spend my time on educating entrepreneurs. And I know that some of the entrepreneurs, for example, that are hearing this today, they're not ready. Mm -hmm. It still is going to take them time. But this conversation is going to plant a seed. And then maybe six sure. months or a year from now, you know, it will bloom. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Right. Now you We certainly, certainly hope so. Yes, you touched on this earlier, but can you give us a little bit more uh, details as to the services you provide? And please tell us about your podcast too. Yes, so the we the services that we provide really, 
I like to say that the assistant function doesn't have templates, really. You have such a variety of things that you can get help with for an assistant. Your assistant just becomes an extension of you, your right hand. And so it's a lot about who you are, how you communicate, your industry, how you've set up your systems. Um, and so the the kind of the general things, right? Email management is very mm -hmm. popular because we drown in our email, then we don't respond. We use email incorrectly. We use it like a project management system and it's not. Um, we have, uh, we'll do project management. We'll work with vendors. We'll find vendors. We'll work on deadlines and we'll ensure that things uh, get moved along. We support on both on the business and the personal side. Both are equally important. So on the business side, you can have an assistant plug in to your client success, to your sales team. You can have an assistant um, support with uh, payroll, with HR related items. So organization, uh, creating standard operating procedures. This is a really mm -hmm. big one. Mm -hmm. uh, and on mm -hmm. the personal side, of course, you can have anything, right? Your doctor's appointments, your vet appointments, yeah. um, vacations, travel planning, um, finding schools for your kids or finding summer activities, uh, planning birthday parties, like really, it's a it's like an endless list, whatever it's a better question to ask what is on your plate today that should not be on your plate? What is not inside of your zone of genius that you are doing that's stealing your time? And then all of those things you should delegate. Right. Mm, okay. That, that is that's certainly, it. certainly interesting. Yeah. Wow. So here's a um, question we ask all our successful guests and you're certainly in that category. So, Valerie, in your experience with all the people you've dealt with, and, and obviously you've you've dealt with a huge range of people, is, is there one habit, mindset or, mindset or characteristic that sets the successful ones apart from those who never become mm -hmm. successful and remain average? And it's not all about making a lot of money. I, I, I mean success in a slightly broader sense, becoming a good leader and, and a good life. Is there one thing or is it more complicated? I love your questions. They're so good. Um, it feels like two part, right? Mm -hmm. One is just success overall. I yep. read something that really resonated. You know, we, we always do research on, you know, mindset and optimization. And so this is like outside of the world of delegation, but related people that spend the majority of their time focused on A-list items are the people that win. And those A-list items are the mm -hmm. ones that they're the best at, that is their unique superpower. If they spend the majority of their time there, well, they're going to be a top performer, I believe. Um, people who have been very successful at delegating have this trait, I believe. Mm -hmm. They have worked on their mindset to understand that delegation doesn't mean 100% perfection and people who chase perfection get very slowed down in their delegation journey and they end up giving up. Mm -hmm. People who are successful yep. at delegating see the big picture of how much their time is worth. And they understand that even from 100 things, if only 70 go right and 30 go wrong, they don't focus on the 30. They said, this saved me 70% mm -hmm. of time. The people who are poor delegators focus on the 1% of things that went wrong and then yeah. they take it all back. You know what I mean? And yeah. then they're stopped from further yeah. delegating. Yeah. Yeah. What a great answer. 
Oh, that is a really good answer. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So Val, you work with people all over the world, I take it? So we are a US-based uh, executive assistant company. We support entrepreneurs who are either US-based mm-hmm. or whose businesses are in the US. So okay. we do have some clients in Europe and in Asia, but their clientele is here and they need a US-based assistant. It is our motto that um, your assistant should be in the country that you are in so that culturally they can understand what's going on and that things just move faster because you have a common understanding. For example, call Verizon. I don't have to slow down and say, well, Verizon, it's a telecommunication company. And mm-hmm. if you call the 1-800 number, you won't get through. So you should, you know, things that just people will know by living in, in the country that you're in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, and it also it overrides all the the problems with the different versions of English, for instance, because you can hear from my accent, I'm not a natural, not a long term North American. Um, I grew up in a very British in <coughs> oriented environment, so I still struggle with some of the terminology that we use here in North America. <laughs> I st- I still put petrol in my car instead of gas. <laughs> And and that's the same language. So now you start having people who come from totally different language backgrounds and you've got an even bigger problem. That makes an awful lot of sense. It it really does. Um, well, great, Valerie. I, that is yes. very interesting. Thank you for all that information. And uh, I'm sure that's going to be useful for a lot of our guests. So while I've still got the limelight, a quick message for our guests that um, – as you've seen, we've had another really good guest on the show today. And so you don't miss out on future guests, hop onto our website, theyackingshow.com, and sign up for our newsletter. We only send you one email a week, and we tell you who's on this week and who's coming next week and give you links so you can follow those episodes yourself. So that's it for me, Valerie. Thank you once again. It's goodbye to our audience and back to Kathleen. Well, one last question for you, Valerie. How do people contact you? Yes. So you can go on our website, chatterbossboss.com. And there you have an opportunity. One, you can take your delegation self-assessment. It's really cool. You can see how you rank amongst other entrepreneurs on your delegation skills. And look, delegation is muscle. Uh, so, you know, don't feel bad if you're a beginner entrepreneur and, you know, you're just ranking there. But it will also give you actionable tips on how to improve. And we also are offering uh, free delegation um uh, assessments uh, sessions so we can talk to you and talk to you about your specific delegation gaps there so that's exciting that's on our website and you can also schedule a consultation and I like to say it's like a strategy session you even if you are not in a place where you're ready to start today if you do not have an assistant and you're listening to this conversation it's your sign to at least um, schedule that conversation and get an understanding of what it could look like um, so that when you are ready you can you can take the next step. Fantastic. Very good. Thank you so much. Let, let me just chime in for audio listeners. All that information will be in the description if you're only listening to this. Thanks. Well, thank you all so very much for tuning in once again. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the contacts tab where you will find a very short application form. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, and if there are any topics that you would like us to cover, please let us know. We have access to many experts on this show and we would love to hear from you. So until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.